Hello and welcome back to Ticker Now. It's time to switch gears. We are in 2024 and some of us are looking to embrace the year of revival. I'm Mike Loder. Let's get started. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Now. Hello and welcome back to the program. It's great to have your company. As we move away from the hangover of COVID lockdowns, we saw businesses undergo the great resignation and of course the conflict going on throughout the globe. Let's touch on how we can turn all of this confusion, hopefully into a little bit of optimism. Ticker's Aaron Young joins me in the studio to discuss this further. Aaron, you posted something yeah. interesting the other day. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> I, Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. I wanted to show this uh, because I thought it was interesting and it, it spoke to me. You okay. posted this. It's time to switch gears in 2024 and embrace the year of revival. I can't tell you how many of my friends, colleagues, acquaintances, partner, uh, everyone has had a really tough 2023, right? Yeah. It was kind of like the hangover of COVID. So we, we went through this group horrible couple of years back from 2020 through to, I mean, how great was 2019 in hindsight, Yeah, right? That was kind of where things were at the top. Everyone was, it was like the world was roaring. And then all of a sudden, bang, something that none of us have ever experienced. And it went on for two years. Mm. We got to 2022 where it was kind of like, okay, things are feeling a little bit better. Things are getting a bit better. But it was like we were in this recovery mode. And then last year, it really hit us. I feel like everyone went, all of the emotions, all of the shock, the anger, the worry, it all just went kaboom. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, what do you think, whiplash, if you will. Sort of mm. we had the accident and then we got the whiplash later on. I think sometimes, you know, after a crisis, it takes a bit of time. If you mm. think about a relationship breakup, if you think about uh, someone who passes, you know, the, the, the first thing is shock yeah. and then comes the mourning. I feel that 2023 was the mourning period for so many people about what was lost, opportunities, relationships, where they're at in life. Obviously, our relationship with work has completely changed oh, yeah. as a species. Um, we have looked at, at employment, we have looked at, and on top of that, the rising cost of living. So you've got bosses saying, you know, it's really tough to have employees. You've got employees saying, I can't afford on this wage to live and stop nodding. And, <laughs> and, and so that you've got this remarkable period. So what I believe is that the, the summer holidays, the winter holidays in America, Christmas, whatever you celebrate at the end of December um, and the new year is a really great time to draw a line mm -hmm. and to simply say, let's begin again as if it never happened, right? Learning the lessons of what we had, skipping past the mourning period and saying there is no point mourning for too long. We had a year to do it. We had a <laughs> yeah, year. We certainly had a year. Now, we, we've gotten our, our, our house in order, our lives in order. We've mm. done the hard yards. We've asked ourselves and internalized who we are. It is time to grow again. It definitely felt that way. And like you said earlier, uh, your friends and such who that post spoke to, revival is such a great word. We yeah. know, resignation was one we saw previously. And obviously well, that's giving up, right? And giving up is quite good. Knowing when to quit is a really important thing in life because there is nothing worse than carrying on in a bad relationship, yep. carrying on in a workplace that doesn't need you or want you or has moved on from you. Um, workplace laws make it really hard for people to leave jobs and make it really hard for companies to get rid of people who don't fit in anymore, right? That's been part of it. So there is nothing wrong with resigning. Resigning gives you more power than you could ever have ever before. So the idea of a revival mm. falls into that. You have 
the power to begin again and to say, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to make the life that I want to live. You and I talk about uh, if we don't laugh, we cry. I know there's a lot of harm going That's on in the world. That's because we're in the media business. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk a little bit about how difficult things are being out there. Because a lot of people at home might be sitting there watching going, yeah, but you know, there's problems in the Middle East. There's, you know, the world seemingly is quite a scary place for a lot of people at the moment. How do we shake off some of that confusion and bring optimism to it? How, how do you do that? Well, I think that they're, 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 there's always, you know, as Billy Joel once sung, and I love that song, it's probably one of my favorites, <laughs> We Didn't Start the Fire, right? As you know, um, I know all the lyrics to that. Um, and, and, and the reason it's an important song is because there have always been wars. There has always been, I mean, it's the human nature. It's the human condition to mm. fight with your neighbor. It's the, and that's all of the wars that we're seeing, Ukraine and Russia, the Middle East, it's a fight with neighbors, okay? People yeah. have them. If you live in apartment blocks, you know what I'm talking about. If you live um, in a suburb, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's just some people take it a little bit further and have missiles, um, which would help in an apartment block with some of the noise issues that we have. Uh, but, not to make light, but the, the thing is, is that you have to be optimistic. It's not happening in your backyard. And if it wasn't for satellites, social media, and us in the media, you wouldn't know. Don't, we need to find a way to not be impacted by the things that we see, to say, it is terrible what is happening in the Middle East. It is terrible what is happening in Ukraine, but my life is up to me. Don't mm. get dragged down by things happening elsewhere. And of course, that's something we see, as you said, with social media. It's something that I see, you know, people uh, expressing what's going on. You're just flicking through. You have no idea the impact it's having on your mind. Exactly, exactly. It makes you feel like the sky is falling. Correct. And, Whereas and it may be somewhere else, but it isn't where you are. And I think sometimes if you switch off, I mean, my switch off is to head where I grew up down the back beach of Rye on the Mornington Peninsula mm. and walk along the back beach with nothing more than a podcast and usually just myself. And I stare out to the ocean, Mike, and I think of all of that crazy energy happening out there mm. and how far removed I am from the daily issues that happen in a workplace or the daily news. It feels amazing. Learning to meditate, learning to be able... I can't believe I'm saying... I was to about meditate. to say, I'm very uh, impressed by your Zen. Well, your idea of meditating is playing Halo with a <laughs> member of staff at night. <laughs> hey, we had a good run. Speaking of staff, speaking of optimism, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about our next topic. And we're talking about building a business against the odds. So with all of the things we've just discussed in mind and in the dynamic landscape of business, especially here in Australia, there's seemingly a harsh reality that turns aspirational businesses into challenging, daunting tasks. Aaron, you've done it successfully. And I love that when people come in to speak about their businesses on Tika, there's often a lot of optimism, aspiration, but it's challenging here in Australia. We have tall poppy syndrome. I didn't start a business even though I was a young budding entrepreneur. I was selling clay figurines as a kid to my classmates. You know, I, I was excited to do it, but something stopped me. Oh, they were crap, so. <laughs> Well, I feel like, uh, well, okay, the next but that is, But that is, but that is the problem, right? So Australians don't think optimistically. When someone does something, there's this kind of, oh, we're so happy for you, but can't wait for it to fail. That is the British nature of, of who we are, right? So um, we're really reserved as Australians and yeah. the British are exactly the same. I mean, you know, uh, The Chaser, which is that TV show in Australia from, from a long time ago, once went to the United States uh, and did Vox Pops, went to people and said, 
said, you know, what do you think? And you couldn't shut people up. They were like, you know, <laughs> oh, politics and this and that. And he hadn't even asked what the topic was going to be. Yeah. And then went to Canberra, the capital of Australia, and asked the same question to Vox Pops. And people were like, get that effing thing out of my face. Yeah. So yeah. there's this kind of reluctance to celebrate ourselves. And there's also, it's not just tall poppy syndrome from outside. I think this is a really interesting point. The tall poppy syndrome is from inside. I love it's that. It's within ourselves yeah. that we are terrified that people will call us the W word if we celebrate ourselves. Mm. And they may. But the difference between someone successful and not successful is generally whether people know about it, right? Had you have had your little clay figurines and turned it into an international business and they were the best clay figurines, they don't have to be the greatest, but they just have to be really good. Mm. And you became famous for doing that. Well, I wouldn't be talking to Mike Loder, the TV presenter and film director. I'd be talking to Mike Loder, the clay business entrepreneur. Right? It's going to be a we toy company. We have to learn to shut it off. And it's connected to the last topic. That internal voice within ourselves who says, oh, if I do this, someone's going to think this. Yep. We have to turn that off, post that post. You know, that post that you brought up before yeah. that I put up, I must have spent about half an hour looking at it saying, what will my social media followers think if I actually post this? Will they think Aaron's had a few too many reds? Um, well, yes, I had. But the thing is, is that that Dutch courage, as we talk about, yes, which is yes. having too many drinks before we do something, well, it can actually work the other way. We have to learn to have Dutch courage without drinking. Do you think there's a sensitivity? Like when you said at the beginning as that joke, you said maybe they were crap. There's that instant sense of shut down. You're right. He's right. He must be right. If my thing's crap, there's that criticism. Well, you see, I want you to tell me why they're not, right? I want you to, yeah. uh, Australia, there's, there, there is an element which I think is great. You know, when you travel around the world and, and, and Australia is like this relaxed, easygoing yeah. culture, it is what makes this country fantastic. It's what Americans love about Australians, the um, crocodile Dundee kind of aspect of she'll be right, mate. The downside to that is if you don't carry around a knife and wrestle crocodiles, and you are starting a business which some see as um, cosmopolitan, American, you think of the tech sector. Mm. We interview CEOs here at Ticker that get no publicity anywhere else in Australia. If they were running a mining company, they would, or a big bank, they would. But because they're doing something that perhaps their market is overseas, we don't really know how to celebrate that yet. Mm. And I think that at, in a time where we are now, where the internet is allowing entrepreneurs to find international markets. Yep. Quite often they're finding success overseas before they're accepted at home. As we have, I call it the Olivia Newton-John strategy, <laughs> which is make it big in America and they'll love you back home. It's interesting. I was curious about the generational aspect of a lot of people's attitudes. We're talking about attitude now when it comes to stepping up, being willing to go along for the ride, so to speak. You know, startup land is difficult. Things change very quickly. But does it take a sort of certain type of person to actually just agree and go along for the ride? It, not, not in a way that is taking advantage of them, but as a way of going, I'm here for the journey rather than going, oh, but I could be at that other thing. You know, I've had friends to say to me, oh, you could be this, you could be that. What do you, you know, in the early days? Well, you got to focus, right? I right? think that learning to focus on one thing is a real challenge <laughs> for us. I think that knowing um, what is your vertical, okay? So your vertical means it goes up and down it doesn't necessarily have to go too far left or too far right. That's the problem. Yeah. So your vertical is what are you really good at? And then how can you build from that vertical? If you get that right, 
then I think you're off and running. If you go too far and say, oh, there's an opportunity all the way over there, that it means that you forget what your core values are, I think that's when you're in trouble. And I think that's a really uh, clean way to say it and very nicely said. I've interviewed a lot of people, Aaron, and that was a very eloquent <laughs> answer. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's all I've got time for, unfortunately. But thank you so much. That was good. I actually picked your brain with some very earnest, <laughs> genuine thoughts today that maybe you weren't expecting. Can we have a coffee now? Probably, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to skip down to the bottom because I've lost my place because we were having such a great topic. All right, stay with us. We'll be right back. This has been Ticker Now. Hope you've enjoyed it. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.